I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalong. Still to come if you missed at the start of the show and we're trying to make... Saoirse go TikTok viral and become TikTok famous by the end of the week. We gave her her first kind of, you know, slutty provocative video to do on the app because that's what it already cares about, what the app really rewards and cares about. Her, her second one is the Taylor Swift challenge, but we called, uh, you know, I called before the show one of the world's largest agencies for like TikTok creators and TikTok influencers, for want of a better word. Did they accept her? Is she going to be making a hell of a lot of money? We'll play that call out in, in just a few moments' time, or a little bit, well, a little bit later on, about 15, 20 minutes now, though. Room 104's Control Alt Delete. A quick roundup of some of the weirdest, craziest, best tech and science stories from all over the world that you may have missed, but now you're not going to miss and get them now. The first one uh, remember a couple of weeks ago we had the huge. Twitter hack. It actually happened live on air. So a lot of famous people on Twitter got their accounts hacked and they're all like, hey, we'll double your money. Send us some money. So Elon Musk, yes. Obama, huge problems over Twitter. <clears throat> and there's been a few high profile um, hackings and security breaches of a lot of large firms. So the NSA, the big fancy national security agency over in the United States who <laughs> actively will wiretap people's phones and will snoop on people and who have mined huge amounts of data illegally from people all over the world. They've come out with a list of tips for you to protect yourself if you're worried about certain apps and worried about certain websites and certain hackers getting access to your phone and your data. Oh, that's good. Now, did those people get their money back, by the way? No. Oh, okay. So if you didn't see the, the Twitter hack, basically people hacked into people like Elon Musk's account and then they tweeted pretending to be Elon Musk saying hey if you send a thousand dollars to this Bitcoin address we will we will double it for you and we'll send you two thousand back so everyone was like well this looks completely legit and he's a billionaire so maybe he's being really generous and insane and he's being an eccentric billionaire so loads of people sent money and thousands of dollars to this Bitcoin address and never got their money back so yeah it was a bit of a scam but no they didn't get their money back so if did the NSA have come out and they're now Offering some tips if you want to stop your phone from being tracked and people hacking your phone. So the first thing that they say you should do, this comes from the NSA. These are the NSA tips on how to stop people, apps, companies tracking you and your phone is to turn off your Bluetooth and your Wi-Fi whenever you're not using them. That's a pretty good bit of information for people. I think everyone should do that anyway, though, shouldn't they? It is a bit boring and it's a bit cumbersome. 
but apparently, you know, I think if your if your Wi-Fi is constantly on, it's constantly searching for networks constantly as well. So you could, you know, be connecting to random networks that you didn't even know were there. So they say, just go into the NSA if you want to get a bit more secure on your phone. Only use your Bluetooth and your Wi-Fi whenever you're not using. Now, the COVID-19 app that we currently have needs you to have your Bluetooth turned on for it to be effective. So there's just obviously issues with that as well. So that's the first thing that they sh- say you should do. Now, to get even more annoying... This is kind of a little bit, I don't think, very doable for the most people. But they say when you're not using your phone, if you're actively not using your phone, you should turn it on to airplane mode. Oh, I thought airplane mode was purely for saving your battery. Well, airplane mode is purely for when you're on an airplane. Well, obviously it was created for that, but it it saved your battery as well. So if you're on 2% or something and you need to take a call at a certain time and you're out, sticking on airplane mode might, you know, make it last that little bit longer but yeah, what would it, it would do otherwise off. well if you're if you have your data on and your signal on and your wi-fi and if you put that on your phone isn't going to be tracked so your phone isn't going to be pinging off cell towers so if you're if you're like a serial killer and you're about to murder someone you want to put your airplane mode on so they've no idea that you're in the vicinity that the body was found in because it wouldn't be pinging off the nearest cell tower you know what i mean uh, oh so when okay, you're yeah, driving yeah, when you're driving around or if you're making calls or getting calls, your phone is going to be connecting to various different mobile phone towers that are around the place. And then they can say, well, you were within two miles of this cell tower. Um, so if you turn on airplane mode, it can't actually do that. So that's another thing that they ask you to do. And then the, the general things, if you turn off and decline all lo- location sharing permissions for apps, um, including like your browser and things like that. Again, if you're using things like what, what's what's the name of that taxi app now? It was Halo, and then it was oh, My Taxi. Is it still uh, My Taxi? I think it's My Taxi. I have it actually on my phone. It is called... Yeah, it was Halo for a while. Free now. It, Free now. Sorry. Yeah, there you go. Well done, lads, and changed your name a billion times. Yeah, so you're obviously going to have to turn it on if you're using that. But if you leave, if you let apps have access to your location data, those apps will constantly be, or could constantly be logging your location in real time even though you're not actively using the app because they have those permissions so never allow an app to use your location and then reset your phone's advertising ID at least weekly I don't know how to do that but you can google how to do that and then it says do not use this is what I find strange the NSA says if you want to have a completely secure phone do not use Apple or Android's find my or find my device feature because they say oh, it shouldn't man. be too trusted. And they say you should go through a trusted VPN provider. So that's one of those things that kind of masks your IP address and pings I, I you all over the world. I think it's a bit late now, though, to be trying to do anything. I mean, you've kind of let everything, you know, all your identity out there. Once you get a phone, an iPhone or whatever phone, actually, you know, you're easily traceable. People can yeah. easily access your number or... Yep. You know, you could be scammed. Just for example, today I keep getting um, a message, a text message from my bank, but it's not actually from my bank. Say, you know, there's um, something wrong with your online banking thing. You need to log into this and this, follow these instructions. So obviously they, mm. I don't know, maybe the, I was on some site or whatever and they found me, I don't know, or if it was totally random. Also, yesterday or the day before, I started getting this, strange person calling me non-stop on WhatsApp which oh, I found really weird yeah because this wasn't someone in my contacts yet their picture showed up when they were calling and um, when I answered they just didn't say anything but you know you can hear them on the phone so I, I blocked them in the end but where was the number was it strange. an Irish number it was an Irish number yeah 
Oh, that's even weirder. There was a guy, a guy in the picture, yeah. So I did, didn't know did, him and... Did it have a name? I didn't even click into his profile thingy, but I just saw it flashing up and I was looking at, obviously, this guy I didn't know and I answered it and then he didn't say anything and then he rang three more times and he didn't say anything, so I just blocked him. Um, but I find that weird as well because I never... You don't have to accept anyone on WhatsApp as a friend or whatever, but he wasn't a contact of mine. Yet he obviously How did he get your number? Search, yeah, how did he get my number? And then he didn't call me on a regular phone. He called me on WhatsApp. Yeah, that's kind of scary. You'd wonder how people are getting numbers and how your info is being leaked all over the shop. Mm. Yeah, so there you go. There's some, some tips anyway. The NSA released a whole three-page document on how you can protect your phone from being hacked and being traced. So Bluetooth and Wi-Fi off whenever you don't need them. Basically, just turn your phone off when you don't need it. That's kind of <laughs> that's kind of what they're saying. Um, the next story is a little bit odd and a little bit strange. And if you're bad at learning languages, uh, new research has been published. And the science of learning has found a very interesting way to improve your language learning by about 15%. Oh, I like this, yeah. Yeah, and it just involves electrocuting yourself. Electrocuting yourself. Who's going yeah. to electrocute themselves to to learn more? If you that want sounds that like 15%, torture. Man, if you want that fifteen percent, got you got to electrocute yourself. I'll specify. They found by um, providing a mild electrical shock into the ears that will help stimulate the the vagus nerve, the vagus nerve. I think it's the vagus nerve via earpieces. People who are able to do that improve their language learning performance by fifteen percent, in particular they were able to differentiate and understand different Mandarin tones. You know, the, the, the Chinese Mandarin can be very difficult. The same word can be said, I think, three or four different times. And depending on the emphasis on the word, it can mean something completely different. So yeah. we're very bad at picking up on those subtle tonal shifts in a different language because we obviously haven't grown up with it. And hence why it can be difficult, especially as an adult, learning uh, a new language. But people who got these little electric shocks, a little electric shock and little electric stimulation via their ears were able to distinguish between the different Mandarin tones far better than people who weren't and they found that this nerve this kind of brain simulation therapy and treatment that they did resulted in a 50% increase in their language learning but has also been used to treat uh, uh, epilepsy and also depression and inflammatory diseases in the past so it's a bit odd it is a bit odd but I mean obviously there's something good coming of it which I like this is great now. I think uh, teachers will love this because now you can advocate for not just a wooden spoon, but electrocuting your students at school isn't torture. <laughs> it's actually improving their learning by 15%. What parent isn't going to want that? Actually, in fairness, yeah. I mean, we did speak to a principal not so long ago who has decided to create a box to lock the phones in. So that's one way yeah. of getting them to concentrate. But this is another way. I think so. Hook them up. Can you imagine your little, like, thirteen-year-olds uh, who are doing your tits in, and any time they're annoying you, you just shock them. Uh, it's like shocking their brain, and they can't give out to you because you're actually making them smarter and <laughs> treating their depression. This is a win-win for everyone. It is a win-win, yeah. <laughs> Although, imagine the pain. Ah, it wouldn't be too bad. They should just crank it up a little bit, just a little, just a little, just a little shock collar kind of buzz, you know. God, I mean, if it was shock collar kind of buzz, I would definitely do it. But I hate mm. pain, so anything that's going to be painful, I will avoid at all costs. But if they were to tell me that this was kind of minimum pain or pain-free, who wouldn't want to do this? Like, why wouldn't you want to have a 15% bigger brain that can store more information? Yeah, 
And learn more. Happy days. That's going to be the next thing. You're going to hear uh, Tim Ferriss going on about shocking himself to learn something new. Anyway, so that's happened with that. Now, on to the story about uh, scientists over in the UK are thinking of our proposing that they add psychoactive drugs to the water to help prevent depression and suicide rates. So what they're thinking of doing is adding a drug called lithium, which is used to treat uh, people with depression. It's apparently it helps as a mood stabiliser, right? And it sounds insane, but they published this research in the Journal of Psychiatry last, uh, last week. And what they're suggesting is that if lithium levels are naturally higher in our water supply, everyone's mood will be more stable and will be better. And that might be a way to broadly treat uh, depression and also help lower suicide rates across an entire population in an entire country. But there's obviously huge, massive ethical issues with uh, drugging an entire population of people. And they're saying now this is obviously compounded by COVID-19. The problem is more people are suffering from depression, more people are out of work, which is obviously leading to more depression and more financial, financially difficult situations. Um, but they have said that this could be a potential positive impact. But would you trust the government to, uh, to drug you with lithium to make yourself feel better? See, in a way, I'm kind of noticing that it's very difficult to stay healthy-minded when everywhere you turn and every news source is telling you that the world is ending and it's, you know, it's all negative. So, of course, depression is rife at the moment. Everyone has suffered in in some way or another. So when you hear, okay, we're going to put this into the water and you will all be grand or your mood will be lifted quite significantly, of course, you jump to the, you know, yeah, that sounds great. But what are the side effects? Should kids be having this? Should this be... Controlled, you know. I Should just the government be allowed to secretly drug you? Yeah, uh, you know, I I don't think it's it's the best idea. To be and honest, sometimes sometimes you need to enjoy the misery so you can appreciate life later on. It's literally no, like don't uh, get me wrong. I mean, we spent time creating demotivational beer mats. We, we did, did this, yeah. you know, before Christmas, and it was all fun and games. Because let's be honest, life was grand. I mean, we didn't really <laughs> yeah. have any problems when we think about it now, but now. In 2020, mm, it's a little bit different. Yeah, it's, it, there's a whole host of, as you can imagine, um, ethical medical issues because what they suggested, the one way that you'd have to trial this approach would be to test it on, obviously, two different communities. One community's water supply, you would add the lithium to try and improve and boost their levels and another community you would monitor and you wouldn't give them the lithium levels and then you would monitor rates of depression and rates of suicide as well. So it would be a little bit grim because you'd be if it worked one, you'd have to let certain people uh, pass away and you wouldn't treat them just so you could prove your hypothesis. But are you are you going to be okay with having the government drug the drug the population because then there's the other thing they could take this too far so the government starts doing mad stuff like worse than what they're doing at the moment if you can imagine I know it's crazy and you just say increase the lithium there everyone will be feeling great and they won't be mad they won't hit the streets you could dumb down the population via via drugs you could you could take away their anger and their depression um, and their hatred of society that and, and you know and their willingness to get out and protest and change so you could dumb down a population by drugging the water supply Ah, yeah, it's not a quick fix, though. And that's the thing. That's what we want to do. We want to just go, do you know what? We're going to just throw this into the water and everyone will be fine and everything can be back to normal again. It won't happen. There'll be side effects. There'll be kids that have gotten too much of this. Other people that it doesn't agree with. And then what? There's extra problems. 
uh, yeah, no, it'd be snowballing. But anyway, that's what they're actually proposing over in the UK as a potential solution. Now, whether it sees the light of day, who knows? But that's what they're actually doing to try and lower rates of depression, especially during COVID nineteen, and hopefully help mood stabilize it. But that's literally uh, Aldous Huxley has got a great book. If you've ever read it, Brave New World, which the whole thing was on. Don't sort out your problems, just take a little pill and a little drug and you'll feel absolutely fantastic having not addressed the issue. It's kind of where we're going, but look, it is 2020 and it's insane. Uh, The last story this evening is a little, I want to say a little bit upsetting, a little bit worrying, right? You know the the big Boeing jets, the 737s, huge plane from Boeing that a lot of, obviously, the airliners use all over the world. Yeah. Just your usual big transatlantic kind of plane, right? Uh, They have all been grounded over the last while. Um, because of the lack of travel or whatever. And uh, recently a security firm has gone in and they've been doing some analysis and they've been looking at the different systems that are in place. The Boeing 737, the aircraft on it, its data systems have to be updated every month. So its navigation systems have to be updated every month for it to be able to fly properly, blah, blah, blah. But its computer systems are still using floppy disks to update their databases. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Oh. Why? They've never changed from having floppy disks. The technology is literally that old. But I just thought it was hilarious. And also, I'd be a little bit like, hang on, why are you still using floppy disks to update When's the software? When's the last time I've seen a floppy disk? Probably my dad when I was about six. Some people, I imagine, have never, ever seen uh, a floppy disk. Uh, some people might even... If you're like 20, you've probably never seen a floppy disk in your entire life. But it's a small little... Um, how would you even describe it? Just a small little square, rectangular disc. It's kind of like a... Has Oh, I was going to say a Game Boy game, but sure they wouldn't know what that is either. <laughs> yes, it's kind of like a game. Oh, no, wait, hang on. It's, 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 uh, but it only has a couple of megabytes of uh, data, if even, on it. But they're still using them. So that's how they update their system. They don't download anything. They don't even have CDs or USBs. Some engineer once a month has to come in with a suitcase full of floppy disks and update all of the systems on a plane that can fly from Dublin to New York with, uh, with, with three and a half inch floppy disks. That's so strange to even... Imagine, isn't it? 
Yeah, I just it'd be a bit unnerving. I know the dad is probably the same, but I'd just be like, you're still, you still using floppy disk, are you sure? I wouldn't be nervous about it, but it's just strange that they uh, haven't got with the times. Yeah, they haven't uh, they haven't updated to anything a little bit more, um, a little bit more modern. But there you go, floppy disks are still being used on 737s, that kind of Boeing 737s that fly all over the world. That is uh, down with that sort of thing. Careful now. Uh, if you uh, think we've missed anything from the tech world that we should give a shout out, let us know. Drop us a line, 87 6797 104. Here. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalong. It's Room 104. With Cormac and Sergio here with Play Blue, you can visit our flagship store in Tala or get free delivery at playblue.ie. Quick reminder as well, you might have seen the new uh, face mask uh, regulations and requirements have come into effect this week. If you want to see a list of all the places where you're now required to wear a face mask, head on over to f104.ie. So just things like in retail shops, in shopping centres, even just strolling around the shopping centre, you're asked now that you please put on a face mask. So anyway, all the details about the specific areas and more information on the whole COVID stuff, if you want, is up on fm104.ie. If you've been listening to the show <coughs> from the start, which you probably haven't, let's call it spade a spade if you've just tuned in. Um, my goal for this week is to try and get Saoirse to blow up on TikTok, that new hip and cool social media app that has been uh, exploding during the pandemic, which is uh, it's a bit of crack to short video sharing uh, app. You probably have it on your phone, it's a bit of crack anyway, but we're trying to get Saoirse but, you know, in some way famous on the app. But you're getting a couple of followers now. We started off the show. <clears throat> you only had about 50 followers this evening and you've exploded since. Yeah. I'm now on 93 followers, which is, is huge for me. I have just huge. one video put up now earlier on. Loads of lovely yeah. messages coming in because you told me last night that, look, you don't have to put the messages on, you know, because there are some trolls out there and people might be mean. Now, I thankfully haven't had anyone mean to me yet. Um, but a lot of people saying they, they listen to the show so I want to say hi to Josh who's listening tonight who listens Evening, every night Josh. and Mary things? Rose who also listens every night uh, there's a few more in there as well um, so thanks a million for the support I mean I'm hoping that I you know can at least get double by the morning I have a new uh, video coming out tomorrow oh, around yeah, the same yeah. time I'll upload it I've picked, was it Taylor Swift we picked for me? It's the Taylor Swift challenge. So you'll need to go and look at exactly what it is. But if you're on, if you're on TikTok, you'll probably have seen this, heard this song and know, know what uh, kind of challenge goes along in with This particular version of Taylor Swift's song, it's a Disco Lines remix, but um, it involves a lot of uh, air humping, gyrating in the video as well. So it'll be a very good one. It's a very popular trend at the moment as well. So she's going to be doing that tomorrow on the show. If you want to go give her a follow, I should do it tomorrow and we'll check in on the show tomorrow. Tomorrow, you Give her a follow at Saoirse underscore long. Same, it's the same as your Instagram handle, isn't it? It is the same as my Instagram handle, yeah. So I'm going oh. to incorporate my cat in there as well in the video tomorrow. Oh, yeah. So Suvo yeah. will be there. It's going to be a bit challenging for me. Uh, it's a more fast-paced, I would have said, than the one today. Um, not, as many, lo- not as many moves in it, I will say, but you need a little bit more production to it. Yeah, a bit more production. And I don't know if anyone has ever worked with a cat, but I can't imagine it's going to be easy. And I may come away scratched to bits. But look, it'll be worth it. Yeah, it'll be worth it. So that'll be that uh, tomorrow. And earlier on uh, today, I rang up one of the world's largest 
kind of social media agencies. They represent some of the biggest YouTubers, TikTokers, Instagrammers, huge, huge personalities. And I rang up Viral Nation is the name of the company, huge organization. And uh, I asked them if they'd be interested in signing the rising star that Saoirse Long is. We'll play that call out in a few moments' time. But getting back to some of the messages from uh, Liam and Peter, just in relation to uh, the airline airliners that are still being updated by floppy disk technologies. We just got this... Uh, some of the Boeing 737s still use three and a half inch floppy disks to update their databases and their softwares, which I'm kind of like, oh, I don't know if I trust that, but there you go. Uh, we got a nice long message in here from Peter who says, the technology on passenger planes is mainly from the 80s. It's because introducing new technology on passenger planes is an extremely long process due to all the different rules, tests and regulations they need to go through. Doesn't apply to military planes. Oh, thank you very much for that. The passenger planes are getting designed at the moment. Won't be available to the public for at least 30 years. Uh, they have to go through a lot of things. Um, I prefer the floppy. They probably can't take modern viruses. That's also very true as well. It must be, be much more difficult to try and get a virus onto a uh, uh, onto a floppy, floppy disk. disk. Mm. So yeah, yeah, maybe the, if I can't connect enough floppy disk really to the internet when it's on its own. So maybe so. Thank you for those. Uh, but yeah, on the way next, we will um, root out uh, the call we put into that agency to see if, if they'll sign Sirsha, the rising star of TikTok. We'll play that next year on F1. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Saoirse Long. It's Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. We're trying to make Saoirse famous on... Oh, I like that. Okay, so TikTok, it's the social media app at the moment. It might be getting banned in the United States, but it has exploded, especially during lockdown. It's a bit of crack if you've been on it. Just a simple, easy video sharing app. Um, and we're trying to get Saoirse Famous on it for the crack to see how easy it is as someone pointed out a little bit earlier on a lot of people just post the most random videos not really doing anything that makes sense and some of them just explode for no reason at all it's a bit of a random app that way in that no one's quite sure of how you become successful on it yeah, so we talked about this before where, you know, we can overthink ideas a lot and yeah. going back to basics is usually what works best. But I'm not even going back to basics. I'm literally robbing a dance from somebody else that they created and I'm making it my own. No, it's a trend. That's it. You're allowed to do this. You're allowed to jump on the trends and post your, you know, dance moves of a particular song or trend, uh, that is. So uh, we started off the show, Sir, she was on about 50 followers. She was on a little less um, this afternoon when I decided to find who was one of the largest social media talent agencies in the world. These agencies look after some really, really high-profile people who have huge YouTube channels who would have huge Instagram followings or Facebook followings or websites um, and they you know secure massive brand deals with them and help them make a, a shed load of money from their online activity. So I rang them up, uh, Viral Nation is the name of the crowd <clears throat> and I wanted to see if I could get Saoirse signed because she has a whopping 40 something followers at the time or maybe it was about 50 followers at the time. So I rang them up a little bit earlier on and uh, here's how we got on. We got through to Viral Nation lady, uh, Chloe, I believe her name was. And did she agree to sign Saoirse with her huge and rapidly growing fan base? Well, let's have a listen and find out. Viral Nation, Chloe speaking. Hi, how's it going? I'm working with Good a rising TikTok star. And I'm just wondering about speaking to someone about getting some representation with you guys. Yeah, for sure. I'll give you Ray's email. He's our head of talent. And you can just send him your name and then send him the TikToker's platform and disinformation and Instagram. And then Ray will set up a time to call you back. Oh, he's not available he's to speak right now, is he? 
No, um, I can give you his extension, but usually he would just rather kind of have a bit of a heads up. So I'll give you his email and his extension. Oh, that'd be um, brilliant, yeah. And, so and usually call. kind of what, do, do you guys have a threshold for the amount of kind of uh, followers you need before you'll kind of sign someone? No, um, it'll just kind of depend on all their platforms overall. There's not like, what, how many followers is he at right now? Well, I'm just working with a, a young Irish rising star and she's kind of blown up on TikTok over the last couple of days. Yeah, no, we can for sure help you out. And if she's kind of on the rise, we usually hop on it early. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. She, she's uh, on, like last yeah. time I checked, she was on like 51 followers. So I thought that was pretty good. 51 followers? Yeah, it could be 52 now. Oh, I think that's a bit small. Is it? Feel like 50. 51, just 51 or 51,000? Oh, yeah, yeah, just 51. So she was only at 49 last night, but now I just opened it up. Um, you know, we posted one video and it's gone up to like 51. So that's pretty like more than almost like a 10% growth in a day. So if you work that out to the end of the year, it's probably oh. millions. Um, so if you guys want to get in early. Yeah, like we get in at like when they are starting with like thousands. Maybe like... I mean, you, you could get in super early now if she's on like 51. Like her, her video that she just posted is like 143 views in like less than a day. And she's only got 51 followers. So like that's double. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you Ray's email and you can send him the platform. And um, if there's opportunity for them... We would totally take you guys on. So oh, perfect. But maybe, like, maybe when it. she gets like sixty or seventy followers, that might be more appealing to Ray. Um, it'll be more like I'm not really sure. It's usually usually the people that are assigned with us have like thousands of followers. Okay, but maybe this is like super niche. Like she's got a pet cat that a lot of people seem to like. So maybe there was like some cat marketing platform or some cat marketing campaign she could be involved with, like a cat flu. What's her profile? It's Sirsha underscore Long. Do you want me to spell that for you? Sorry, what is it? So it's S A O. Yeah. I or S E. I. Or S E. Oh, so Ronan? Kind of like that, yeah, except it's not Ronan. She, she's almost as big as her, but it's Saoirse underscore long L O N G. I'll, I'll give you Ray's email, honestly, and then just you can chat with him further and he'll be able to help you out. You don't sound too confident. Do I have to go back and tell her that she isn't going to be earning six figures from TikTok by the end of the month? <laughs> I don't think so. She really hates her job and she's just doing this to try and you know, get out of the 9 to 5 grind and just put her booty up on TikTok and make some money. Yeah, I can't tell if this is like a prank. No, I'm, I'm kind of, I told her I'd manage her and I'd try and, you know, break her and, and, and get her and just said I'd give some agencies like yourself a call. Yeah, I'll, I'll pass you along to our talent team and you guys can talk to them about her and then um, they'll be able to be honest with you and see like, if okay, they yeah, see that's her that's fair. outfit or not. Okay. I'm sorry, could you just get your name again? It's Chloe. Chloe, thanks very much for that. Thank you. We <laughs> almost we almost got you signed, but wasn't to be. She was very time. polite though. I mean, you know, maybe there was some kind of little tiny hope that she doesn't know who I am. She's going by what you said, which obviously I think it's a lot of followers for my first video, but she thought mm. it was 51,000. But look, I mean, she did say, <laughs> at least when when we talk to Ray, that maybe they'll know whether they're going to take me on or not. Who knows? You could have a, a Whiskers campaign in the pipeline sooner rather than later. Go follow Saoirse. We'll see how far we can take this. At Saoirse underscore long. Now- FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Saoirse Long. Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. If you want to listen back to the full shows and get any of these specific features or interviews, you can do that on the Room 104 podcast. You can subscribe on whatever podcast platform that you have. Now, um, we're going to be talking about the reminiscent bump, apparently. I have absolutely no idea what that is. Yes, we are. So it's basically um, psychologists have put this term on 
the time of your life that you most fondly remember? Ah... Is there mm. a, is a particular 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 age at which you think life peaked, and then after that, it's just downhill from there? Yeah, or else anytime you're thinking back, you don't think back before this age as much. And then obviously, the older you get, you know, if you're 50 or 60, you're not thinking back to when you're 40. You're more thinking back to this time. And there's a okay. reason for it. Right, okay, so... um. <laughs> How old are you when you were having the best time of your life? Let us know. 0876797104. We'll see if you actually uh, can collaborate. Uh, not co- cooperate. What's the word I'm looking for? What's the word I'm looking for? Cooperate? Th- that sounds like a right word, but I don't think it is. My brain is turning to mush of a Tuesday evening at 20 to 12. <laughs> Let us know the age at which you would say you were having literally the best time in your life now that... Uh, maybe we shouldn't even be talking about this because 2020 is so miserable. Like, oh, do you remember when? Anyway, let us know how old you were when you think you were having the best time of your life. 87 And on the way, brand new music from Dermot Kennedy. It's a fantastic song, Giants. It's up next here on F104. Hey, FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. It's Cormac and Saoirse here on uh, Room 104. And we want to know, okay, at the age at which you thought life was peaking for you, peak enjoyment in your life, what age were you? Maybe maybe it's right now. Maybe the age where... Well, actually, no. Let me take that back. We're in the middle of a global pandemic. There's not a chance in hell that you're having peak life. If this is peak life you're right now, mother of God, how bad were things beforehand? Let us know, though. 87 What age would you say you were at? A couple of the WhatsApps that have come in already. For me, it's 17 or 18. Uh, out drinking and riding. Um... Odd oh, Saturday lovely. jobs that didn't take you seriously, but the money was well enjoyed. Uh, not... What? I don't understand this. Not sent hand over for rent. Is that not a cent handed over for rent because you were oh, probably still yeah. living at home maybe? <laughs> but uh, Harry, thanks very much for that. 17, 18, glad to hear that. And I'm sure it was 18 when you were uh, drinking fizzy drinks responsibly. Uh, Dear has said, 22 was my favourite. Downhill after. Uh-huh. Um so listen, let us know, what was the age you think life was peaking for you? Because apparently there is one particular age that most people will fall back to, no matter how old you are. At this particular time in your life is when your experiences peaked and you reminisce about the most. Yeah, this is it. So it's called the reminiscence bump um, that they have, you know, termed. And there was a study done with thousands of people to find out exactly the age that people look back on. Um, and... For this age in particular, right, it's um, a period in one's life that is important in shaping your identity, i.e. your life story. So this is the age where you tend to be on the path to a few different things. So obviously you haven't made all of your mistakes that are going to hammer you down into one course of action for the rest of your life, but it's... Uh, oh, absolutely not. You, you, like, you this still is... might have options open. You do have options open, exactly, and things are exciting at this age. Now, you you made the mistakes then probably a few years later or 10 or 15 years later, and then you hate your life. But <laughs> if you go back to this age, you're pretty happy. Well, tell us what age is it? Okay, so the age is 24, okay? So right. they did a big study on middle-aged uh, adults to reflect on their lives, and they reported that people tended to remember... Events from the age 24, the highest, 
as they were the years when they made friends that they kept for life, that they probably were starting to go out with a partner that they ended up marrying, and they were on a career path or they knew what type of career they were going to go into. So it was all happy. Those three things in particular were at peak happiness at the time. People weren't doing their horrible job for 20 years at that stage. They were excited to work in a bank. <laughs> they, were all, they were all excited about going into the corporate world, going, I'm going to exactly. give it my all. And then just, they, it grinded you down. You had no money. You were, you know, shafted out of promotions. You realise that people who move into managerial positions might be psychopaths and don't care about you whatsoever. But then you hold on hope for a little bit. You're like, no, things will get better. And things don't get better. And things you're like, my go. God. Yeah. And then you marry the person that you shouldn't have married and now you're getting divorced. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, your friends, yeah, I guess most people by that age, you know, when you're in school and stuff, you have your group of friends throughout your teenage yeah. years. But you do kind of, you don't hang around with all of them forever. Do you know that kind of no. way? You might keep one or two from school and then it's when you're in your 20s that you really make those friends for life. So that's definitely one that I would look back fondly on, I guess. But I, the others don't really apply to me. What do you mean? Well, I guess work, yeah. I guess I probably would have been that age when I was getting into radio or trying to get into radio. So that's one thing. But obviously I don't have the relationship thing. Mm. Do you know that kind of way? Whereas that right. would have all probably been like perfect study for you, for example. No, I think it would have, I would have been two or three years later. Really? Yeah. But you were would have been with your fiance now by that age, by twenty four. No, I wouldn't have. No, really. No, I didn't meet her till I was twenty eight, twenty seven, oh. twenty eight. Oh yeah. God! Didn't have my first full time job until I was twenty seven. You see, it's it's more. It's not where you're comfortable at or financially secure at or anything else. It's just your peak, good good place when you look back. Yeah, I would have said maybe twenty. Would you? No, I definitely yeah. wouldn't have said twenty. No, I can under, I can understand like if if you're 24 and you've gotten a full time job and you know you don't have too many commitments and you can still go out four nights a week and you're kind of grand you can still manage the hangovers and function and uh, you haven't got too many responsibilities in life you can uh, enjoy you know what if you were 24 at the height of the Celtic Tiger you would have had the time of your life rent was more than affordable wages you know wages out of school or wages out of college were like 35 grand starting off rent was less than 500 quid a month you'd loads of money left over you're out every night of the week just insanity you would have ridden that wave that would have been peak and it'll never get back to that level ever again i know but at the same time at 24 you don't mind, obviously, living at home because most people are living at home at 24, 24 anyway. You don't have any real problems in life, you know? You don't really have bills to be paying. You're probably, you could be interning or starting off a career, but, you know, you still have time to go out during the week, meet your friends, you don't have any commitments yeah. in that sense. So in terms of happiness, you wouldn't probably have too much stress at 24, really. No, definitely not. Definitely not. So. 24, yeah, it can be a good age. As well as that, you know, you're mentioning there about, you know, your friends and stuff. Do you suppose you don't really make too many friends after the age of 24, 25, do you? You've kind of got your fill of friends and you don't take on any more. That's really interesting, actually, talking to my friends. Because when I look at my group of friends, I have somehow managed to just, you know, gather three or four people from different parts of my life that I just bring with them, bring with me. But like, I'm 
things like my birthday, like a big birthday. I'm like, that group of friends don't know that group of friends that don't know that group of friends, but they're all really important in different ways. But so from school, I have three really good friends. And then from an old place I worked, I have two really good friends. And then I have two really good friends from another place I worked. And then Mm. in work now, I would consider... You've no friends. I consider Tara Murray probably one of my best friends now. And I only met her three years ago. Mm. So, yeah, so you do, you you definitely don't make those friends for life usually when you get to a certain age. You get over 25 or 26, you just don't care anymore, do you? Like when you leave a job, like if if we left this job tomorrow, like I'd never speak to you. <laughs> <laughs> Like you'd like, be gone. I'm, I'm TikTok famous now. See you later. Don't yeah, talk I don't, to me. I don't know. Do you know Cormac Moore? No, I don't actually know. I think I might have worked with him once. So I can't remember. Uh, I know. But like, I think our job is a little bit different because our personalities are more kind of outgoing anyway. If you're working in radio, whereas if you're working in an office job and you're coming and going, you don't really care about anyone, do you? No, not really. So, not really at all, no. No. So people come and go from jobs all the time and don't stay connected to anyone. But, I know, it's a little bit different. So 24, if you have not hit 24 yet, don't worry, life is going to peak and you're going to love it. If you're past 24, uh, sorry for your loss. Um, There's nothing really we can do about that now. You can just grind it out for the rest of your life and and maybe there might be some little blips, but apparently when you're looking back on your life, 24 is the age where you're like, this was absolutely amazing. Speaking of things that were from your past that were pretty good, this is being remade. Oh, I know what this is. Yeah, very popular TV show, which would have been in the in the nineties. It's obviously the Fresh Prince. Very low there. I don't oh, know if you can hear it. So the, good. The, the, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Let me see. Who's yeah. turning these things down? Oh no! Right. Anyway, very, very uh, so good it turns out that Will Smith is going to be the executive producer of a revamped relaunch of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, but it's not like a, it's not going to be a comedy. It's not going to be a light-hearted comedy. It's getting, apparently, and I quote, turned upside down as a gritty drama produced by Will Smith and it's going to be a dark, modern-day re-imaging, a re-imagining of the smash hit sitcom and it's going to involve uh, the, the main character getting involved with gangs in Philadelphia. So maybe it'll be more like Power. Did you ever watch Power? I have seen Power, yeah. So maybe it'll be more like that. It's not going to be a happy-go-lucky thing. Apparently it's going to be more of a greedy crime drama. Being a, a, Will Smith isn't going to star in it, but he is executive producing it. And this trailer that has been released for this already, so Bel Air 2019, the official trailer, has, has out and racked up a couple of million views already. But, I mean, it, it could be good. I just don't think that they should use the name The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Do you know what I mean? I, I think it should yeah. be a completely new show. I, I don't like the idea of using that because then you're setting people up to kind of have this high hope and then it's terrible and people don't like it. Whereas if you just created this brand new show and it turned out to be okay or kind of cool, people would like it and they'd review it well. But I think saying that they're revamping a iconic show from the 90s that everyone loved, that was fun and, you know, I mean, it was a comedy after all and it was something lighthearted to watch especially when you were a kid, now it's going to be a bit dark? Well, no. th- this, is, this is what they're saying, is that it's not necessarily going to be a full revamp, it's going to be a continuation. It'll feature episodes, apparently, uh, following Will Smith's character and how he became involved in a fight with Philadelphia gang members. So 
I, I don't know if that'll work. Would you buy into that? No, I don't think I would. I mean, I'd definitely give it a watch. I won't judge it before I, I see it, but it doesn't sound appealing. Would you? Uh, I know. Yeah, we keep, we're not coming up with any new ideas anymore. We're, we're just kind of uh, rehashing old ones and old movies and redoing them to bits. And uh, I don't know. There was, always that, there was always that thread running through the show of, you know, either that dodgy mate and there was, there was dodgy things that they'd get involved in sometimes and it was always funny. But then there was always the serious, well, not necessarily crime to get involved in, but who was his mate who used to show up every now and then? Uh, Will Smith's the Fresh Prince's mate who, who who just would show up every now and then. There was always that kind of dodgy vibe or dodgy feel to the place. So, I don't know, maybe. I mean, the gang problem in Philadelphia is a bit big and um, it would make more sense to go down that route. But I, I don't know when it's going to be finished or filmed because obviously a lot of these things have come to a halt. But Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is going to be a new dark crime drama following on from Smith's character, following on from the Fresh Prince. Uh, his name was Will in the show as well, wasn't it? Was his yeah. name Will in the show? Yeah, it was. So yeah, his character getting involved in gangland crime. That's going to be the new Very Fresh strange. Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah. Okay, watch this space. That's all I'll say. Uh, uh, exactly, so that's going to be uh, coming out sooner rather than later. Um, that's pretty much it for this evening. Quick reminder, you need to follow Saoirse's TikTok account. We're going to try and make her TikTok famous at Saoirse underscore long. Go give her a follow. We tried to get her signed by an agency this evening. It didn't work out. Her next TikTok challenge, it's the Taylor Swift. In my head, I know what you're thinking. If you're on TikTok, you'll know exactly what dance goes with, with this. I feel more confident doing this video now. Yeah, it's very easy, but you have to do it. There's a few different versions, but the original version is when you're gyrating and air humping. Right, you're just kind of thrusting into the air very provocatively. So that's what you got to do. And because a few people have commented on your on your first video and your TikTok post that you have to involve your cat in it some way, that'll hopefully be done tomorrow and we'll have a check-in and see how you get on as well. But go follow her, uh, show her some love and support. And we'll see if we can crack this whole TikTok thing um, and she'll be selling skinny tees in no time. We'll be back tomorrow night from 9 o'clock. You can listen back to all of the shows on the Room 104 podcast. But as always... Ihoa. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.